0: Welcome. Welcome to the show, Jason Ackerman. Good to see you, buddy.
1: Good to see you, Matt. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. I,
0: I know you've done so many podcasts at this point. I was actually just looking at best hour of their day and I was like, I wonder how many they're up to. It was like 630 or something like that.
1: Yeah, and I think that's somewhat inaccurate these days because We have multiple shows now that aren't classified any longer as podcasts.
0: Oh, what do you mean by that?
1: So for example, on Thursdays, I run a show called The Progression, where I watch someone coaching and give them feedback, but it doesn't get classified as a numbered podcast.
0: Oh, it's like a bonus episode?
1: Yeah, or like like right now, Fern's actually doing a podcast called Affiliate Hot Seat. So we have... The podcast but then we have shows and i don't even i don't you know the cool thing is i don't have to keep track anymore i just that's, get to show up and have fun
0: that's the best part about like getting so far into business where you're like you get to the point where things just happen naturally
1: yeah they happen <laughs> <laughs> naturally well, but they, they happen, happen and
0: you made it so that they could happen and you also realize like i'm really good here let me do this part and i imagine you have people helping
1: you right yeah i'm good at this i love to this mm-hmm. day like i was just telling you i'm so busy and i don't i say that i'm so busy these two so days right busy. i'm not like so busy in life these two days are just really stacked and yeah. um but i genuinely like knowing you were on the calendar mm-hmm. it's it, i still very much love connecting and talking to people yeah, so man. Sign me up for that. Don't sign me up for the <laughs> email correspondence and all that. Just like, let's show up and chat.
0: It's, it's cool that you've gotten to know what you're best at.
1: Oh, I thought that was I thought that was my refrigerator beeping. It wasn't. Okay, good. My refrigerator beeps if I left. I just grabbed yeah a drink out of it. And it's it. so sensitive, but it looks. <laughs>
0: good. Yeah, I was saying it's cool how you recognize like that's what you're good at. Let me stay in my lane. Let me do what I'm good at. And if you're going to create a business, right, hire other people, get help, ask ask for some support to fill the gaps, right?
1: Yeah, I think you're very lucky if you get to do what you love every day. And I think it's a fine balance or you know, a multi-factor of you're good at what you do. Mm-hmm. You love it you get the right people in place and, you know, ultimately you get to really, you know, wake up every day and do the thing, the aspect of it you love. It's a, it's a, no different than affiliate ownership, right? You, mm-hmm. you know, most of us start cause we love coaching. We're like, Oh, I love no one. I, I've never heard of someone who's like, I really love cleaning <laughs> toilets and I can't wait to clean the toilet <laughs> at, a, at a gym. Right. But it's like, Oh, we got to do these you know, things. And hopefully if you're, good enough and successful (laughs) enough. Yeah. You get to shrink down and really focus on those things you enjoy.
0: If you're good enough and successful enough.
1: Yeah. And work hard enough and all those things. And work
0: hard and pay attention and follow like a path and have a plan and all the things that go into it. Right. Mm -hmm. You said, you said something interesting though. Like no one goes into it wanting to clean the bathrooms like we we get into coach we get into a coaching business or get into opening an affiliate right because it's we we love it people love that shit <laughs> i don't know i mean i don't know about you and i i probably do know about you cuz i've listened to you on podcasts and you've told this story about when you got into your first affiliate in albany and like started in the crossfit industry and started coaching i i mean i got into this stuff because it did something for me, you know, it gave me purpose. It also got me fit. And I saw like, oh, I can take everything that this did for me and help other people find purpose and get fit and feel healthy. All right, So that's like why people get into owning an affiliate or opening a business in general, cause it did something for them. Is that true for you as well? Like
1: affiliate specifically, I mean, I mean
0: any of your businesses at this point cuz you've been a you're you've been a long-time entrepreneur and started many different businesses have you started them because it sort of solved a problem for you and then you realized like right, I can help people do this too I could spread this
1: Yeah I think for most of them Yeah you know, specifically best hour which you know my current business my favorite business my the, hopefully the last business I'll you know, work on, maybe not own. Um, I think it was a little different in that Fern, my original partner, now Marcus as well, were very, very good at it. And we were like, we could do this thing well for others. It wasn't like CrossFit. We were like, I found this thing. I love working. Or my nutrition company was like very much, I'm doing this thing. It's working and people won't stop asking me what I'm doing. Right. Where, where, where with Best Hour, like we built something specifically for a, a demographic. Gotcha. So but I think well, ultimately boring. you could circle back to like, I love CrossFit and I love being an affiliate owner. Yeah. For sure.
0: Well, Best Hour was started to support affiliate owners. Is that accurate? Or, or coaches? I don't even
1: know why it was started, Matt, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I think <laughs> well, that's was, awesome. That's yeah. cool. You know, it's, it's actually right about like today, give or take is our four year anniversary. Yeah. And I know if you would have sent me back and be like, Hey, in four years from now, you'll be here. I'd be like, no, <laughs> you know, I might've been like arrogant, like, oh, we'll be there. But yeah. certainly, you know, so many of the other little things wouldn't have been there. And you know, I think we just started, I, I know we started because Fern and I would work seminars together and just talk mm-hmm. about affiliate ownership, coaching development, And we were like man no one's really putting this out there and and we were just like let's do a podcast and that was really it it was like hopefully we have a successful podcast certainly not hopefully this podcast turns into x y or z a business right and i think you know say what you will about greg glassman someone i still respect and look up to you know from day one he's always been like hey do this thing because you love it do it for the right reasons and the right things will come from it right he always used to say if you go after excellence money will follow and i think that was just our our mindset like let's just give back to this community and if we do something's Mm going to happen we kind of need to figure out what that is Mm -hmm. and grab it but uh and we were able to but yeah we started for with just because we enjoyed talking about it yeah
0: And, and you said there was like no one else is doing it So there was like a hole, there was a need, there was definitely a need. And I remember at that time I was like in, like, I was an affiliate owner. We were doing the thing and I came from a place of like, always investing in education and coaching development, but no one else was doing it. Like other gyms were sort of lacking in that department. But I didn't have the desire or means or resources to start a podcast or start that myself. Yes, and was, you did.
1: I you certainly had... did. You're right. Yeah.
0: Negation yeah. acknowledged. Right. <laughs> um, I totally did. And what I realized though is like, okay, this this definitely needs to happen. And I started to see you um, sharing about best hour of their day, dude. I remember when you started post, like started doing that podcast, and you're just like interviewing everyone like all the names people would know. And I was like, this is really cool. Cause at the time I was interning, I think, yeah, I was interning for seminar staff and like getting myself into that world and getting to know everybody. And I was like, all right, now I get to really learn. And it was such a valuable resource. And here's another cool story, short story. You posted like a pod, you posted so many episodes in a row.
1: Oh yeah, that was a mistake. That was a mistake,
0: <laughs> dude. That was so inspiring. That, that like got me to start a podcast. I was like, oh, oh yeah, we're the reason this
1: podcast <laughs> exists?
0: Uh, not this one, uh, podcasting in general. I was like, ah, dude, I remember you were like using Anchor and it was the first time I heard of Anchor and you 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 plugged an ad into those episodes. Oh, because we,
1: we made like eight cents, yeah. Yeah, something like listening.
0: that. I was like, "Oh, that sounds cool. I'm going to do that." And it was so easy. Like, let me just do this right now. So you're, yeah, I did have the means actually.
1: Well, you know, two things <laughs> about what you just said. One being, it was re- That many episodes was an accident. It was, it was because Fern and I started, and we were just like, let's reach out to everyone that we know, and hopefully yeah. a couple of them say yes.
0: <laughs> a couple, and,
1: of them. and all of them, like people that I was like, this is a big reach, Kelly Starette or. Mm. Coach Bergner, right? Like big names in our industry, right? I mean, those names are big in many industries, but, right? And I was like, and I remember one time I was like, we have like 50 episodes recorded. I was like, these are going to get, you know, outdated. at some point it's like we're going to reference something that happened three years ago. No one's going to, so we just kept pumping them out there. And I think Hmm. it was a blessing and a curse. Like it was like a blessing in that, like it got our name out there. It was a curse and like, okay, now we got to keep up. But, you know, mm. ultimately in Fern and I, I think the reason Fern and I are such good partners among many things is we're both willing to be like, let's try this thing. Like mm. so many people, maybe like you were experiencing matter like, well, is Anka right? Or should I look into this one? What headset should I get? What mic should I use? And we were just like, let's talk. Yeah. What should we use, Zoom? All right, let's hit record and <laughs> see what happens. And, I, you know, I think a lot of that I attribute to both of us being ten-year members of seminar staff. When you've talked yeah. in front of thousands of people, three hundred plus times over the years, coached thousands of classes, you're just like, "What do you want me to talk about?" Mm-hmm. Uh, red Crayola crayons, <laughs> cool. I can do it for an hour, right? Like, here's yeah. a like, and I think we're just so comfortable, and especially when it's your like expertise.
0: If it's the thing you you're paying attention to, like most of the day most days of the week it should be easy to talk about i actually made this reference in this podcast a couple episodes back about how one of the number one skills that a leader can possess is public speaking and not many people get to practice it at, you know at the scale that like you have or that i have simply from like i've coached 10,000 hours of crossfit classes that's repetition of, of like public speaking. And it is public
1: speaking. Yeah. Coaching is certainly hundred
0: percent. One of my, one of my favorite points of, um, like what makes an effective coach is presence and attitude. And I find that that's the most, you know, if we're talking about what comes across when you communicate, there's, it's like 15% of what you talk about is actually heard. The other 85% of communication is like the nonverbal stuff that, communicates way more effectively and so if you can at the very least stand up tall and keep your chin head, chin up and your head high and your posture you know open and speak loud and clear and sort of vary the pitch of your voice and that's this is going to give people an impression at the very least capture their attention
1: i i, I can tell you i'm only yeah. here right now Because of presence and average, And I say that, you know, and what I mean by that is, you know, I've, I've been in fitness for over 30 years and, you know, specifically CrossFit since 2007. And I was not, Mm. I still don't consider myself a great coach. You know, I joke about my level four and I've been on seminar staff 10 plus years and owned Mm -hmm. multiple affiliates. But when I see some of the other people on seminar staff, I'm like, oh, they're good coaches, but I connect with people better. Right. And I think, hmm. and that's not, I don't mean to, for that to sound arrogant. I don't even know. I, I genuinely think I'm, I'm just a curious person. Hmm. Like I'm not trying to be all presence and attitude, but I'll be like, Matt, tell me about this. Like I just, yeah. if I weren't a coach, I would be just interviewing strangers on the street <laughs> and be like, tell me about your life. Like, this is crazy. Like, so, but I think I, I got, I think presence and attitude is the most important of the six criteria. Now, if you're going to go take that level four assessment, don't rely (laughs) on presence and attitude, but rely on presence and attitude as a newer coach while developing those other skills.
0: It's interesting you say, like you look at these other guys and you're like, oh, they're good coaches. And you're relying on this one aspect when here's here's an interesting take because i spent a lot of years man on the knowledge aspect i spent a lot of time on the technical parts like i can break down any movement create a progression and all that i can even set up a room nice and pretty but without the trust factor in the relationship building it's it's fucking useless I, I mean, depends on the people you're working with, but for I, most, I you're right. most people, think, yeah. it's like, there's, why should I even listen to you? If you're not like curious, if you're not asking questions, if you're not
1: fun, well, that's what keeps also, people sort
0: of coming back too.
1: For sure. As you know, as the owner of the business, but the <clears> other <throat> thing to consider is you mo you know, speaking to affiliate owners, mm-hmm. you probably don't have many members that can decipher like good coaching from, from the perspective of seeing and correcting, you know, there's six criteria, teaching, seeing, correcting, group management, presence, and attitude and demonstration. Seeing and correcting is where 90% of coaches need to improve. Like when I'm watching people, when we give feedback, it's rarely like Mm -hmm. no one likes you or the class is a mess. You know, there's little things we can clean up, but it's always like, you know, we got to see that hip extension or we got to see something. Yeah. But your members don't care. They don't really notice that. Right. You know, so they come back like you said, Matt, because you're like, oh, this guy cares about me or they come back because like I show up and class starts on time. That's group Mm -hmm. management or like they're like, oh, this guy, Matt, who's telling me to eat this way. I saw him show up with his Tupperware of the same foods like demonstration. Right. So Mm -hmm. those those things we'll get the buy-in from your people. Now, if you're like, Hey, let's squeeze your butt harder to PR mm-hmm. that jerk. And they go 10 pounds heavier then they're, they're there for life. Like you can't get rid of them.
0: Yeah. Cause you're giving them like real results. And yeah. that's, I, mean, I think that's where the crossover is. So like the baseline is, can you develop a relationship with a person and keep them interested at, at least? And then are you good enough to get them results? Like do you, can you deliver?
1: At some point they need to get like no one's sticking around if they're like man i've been coming here i gained 30 pounds like (laughs) you can't do any pull-ups anymore but the cool part about it is even if you never feel like i'm not even gonna try to get better at seeing and correcting if your presence and attitude is that high and they just keep showing up Mm. they're gonna get better like that's the beauty of crossfit crossfit done poorly still yields better results than most fitness programs. Right. And I, people I've said that before and people kind of like, you'll get hurt this and that, like let's not misconstrue done poorly for done dangerously. Right. right? Done poorly means, okay. They didn't get all the cues they should have gotten. You know, maybe the program could be a little bit better. Um, but for the, you know, if people are showing up three, four times a week, they're gonna get like, it's nearly impossible to not get healthier.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you think that that's because? Well, obviously, the 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 effectiveness of CrossFit is there with if if people are even trying 50% to go full range of motion and get some level of intensity like there's there's effectiveness there. Is it also because they're more likely to stick to it? I find like with other fitness programs, people just go in and out. But with what I noticed with CrossFit is like, if you can get someone to come consistently for two to three months, they're likely going to stick around for another couple of years.
1: Well, I mean, the X factor of CrossFit is that it's fun. Mm. And you can throw that like coach Glassman used to say, like the fun is in the community, but yeah. there are great training protocols out there and very smart people that I know that can probably program really well, certainly better than me. But the difference is, well, if that person that you're programming for is not enjoying it, therefore not consistent, Mm -hmm. your programming is insignificant. Like if you just followed cross com or any of the dozens of programming companies out there and just like, Hey, I'm going to come in three, four days a week, not really think about what the programming is and just do these workouts like i said it's almost impossible not to get fitter mm-hmm. especially when you sprinkle in like a little intelligence a little bit of ego you know stroking like yeah it's 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 truly magical
0: mm-hmm. there's there's some like carry over here and i love making these relationships because i see what applies in crossfit what applies in fitness in general sort of applies to how we can show up in a business or how someone can show up um, in pursuit of any goal really and what you're getting at is what's going to make you consistent what's going to get you like one percent better on a daily basis and that's going to breed some sort of result and then there's like the specifics there's the really dialed in strategy which okay we can get to that but can you get can you be consistent first with doing anything
1: and I think you're, I think a lot of people put that out of order.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I gotta do this. like, it yeah. depends on your goals too, you know, the games are great for CrossFit and they're also for, for many detrimental. And, and when I say that it's because we think we need to be programming for games, people, and some of these people that come in think they need to be working out. When in reality, it's like constantly varied functional movements at high intensity yeah so you know I, I I've seen so I mean you can what's cool now is there's data you know many former games athletes who are like yeah I'm just training I'm doing class now holding like the same you know maybe their snatch isn't going up but yeah. it's not going down either you know and you know something you joked about before we hit record is like how's your life balance well it's a lot better because I'm only training an hour a day my body feels good I spend more time with my wife and kids and my dogs you know so yeah i think i think um just you know sh- show up th- you know matt it's like anything <laughs> right it's it's truly anything i think hicks and gracie said it he's a really well-known jiu-jitsu practitioner you heard of him yeah and he's i remember listening to him i think it was on joe rogan he was like you don't get better at something by not doing that thing <laughs> right and that's all it is like just show up three four times a week that's easy whether enough. It's, yeah. Whether it's CrossFit, Jiu-Jitsu, or mindset, mm-hmm. just show up. You'll get better. Same held true for mindset for me, Matt, right? And lifted. It wasn't like, hey, is Mark England a genius? Nah, <laughs> probably not. He's kind of dumb, right? Uh, just kidding, Mark. He'll will great. No, he's, he's just <laughs> like, man, I show up every Monday. Yeah. And I read my story. And it's like <laughs> really hard to do that for eight or 12 consecutive weeks and not make some progress
0: that's that's yeah you're touching on exactly what it is it's repetition this is what mark says repetition is the mother of all skill meaning repetition occurs as skill the for skill to develop like you have to have repetition and and then like what we're talking about is repetition plus plus intention that gets you like the specific
1: oh that's result. good yeah that intention yeah. does you're right like showing up is A portion of it, you're right, but having an intention there, you know, in CrossFit it might be high intensity, right, and in something else it might be, you know, uh, you know, in 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 lifted or in mindset it might be like really the focus. Mm. But yeah, that intention is key. I like that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, man, that's something I picked up coaching CrossFit because we talk about stimulus all the time, right? But no one knows what the word stimulus means, at least not like the middle aged women that I was coaching so i use i switch that out for intention a lot in a whiteboard brief and then would help people come up with an intention just like a yoga class like hey everyone's everyone set an intention for this am rap today like what do you want to accomplish how do you want to feel when you're done you know what do you want to say you did at the end of this which is that's like that's- next level if you want to add a simple layer to, to your coaching that's going to give people like exponential results create some intention
1: I, that, that's something i've recently talked about because i do it yes. myself i don't i i at the before and after every workout i do because i'm by myself in my basement yeah. 30 to 45 minutes a day and i'm just like what's something i call you know my win for the day mm. you know and it's like is it an is it a pr on your lift is it just i did fran and i went on broken on the 15s Mm-hmm. but it, it really makes your training more enjoyable when you're like, okay, I don't need to necessarily even PR today. Mm. I just go unbroken on these. Who cares what happens? That's a win. Right. And I think it helps, especially mm-hmm. veterans. i must say veteran, like long time you know, <laughs> for lack of better, older people like me, where it's like, sometimes you do see that fitness start to plateau or go down. Yeah. And you remember like, Hey, I'm still fitter than I was. And, and fitter than 99.9% of the world. But more importantly, I'm still getting wins every day. Mm-hmm. And that's what, the, now I want to show up again. And it's it, it takes away some of the stress too. Like when I know my best friend time is 2.46 and I'm like, I don't think I'll ever touch that. <laughs> but if I go unbroken on those 15 thrusters, I'll be happy. Now I'll show up. Yeah. Because we have to remember that. I think if you're an affiliate owner, you do have members whose life lives of shifted and changed over the I mean when I started across with single no kids right cool I'll train more now it's like man yeah maybe was up all night I still want to work out I like that intention
0: mm, you could write that down
1: consistency <laughs> plus intention equals results
0: results yeah. specific results
1: specific results like
0: you know that. because you you're gonna get a result either way this is something I teach um with with the Business owners, the coaches that I work with, and we have results regardless. Like results are going to happen because a result is just an objective measure. Like I can, we can look at something, a number, and say, "Yeah, that's a result." A number on a scale. Is it a positive one or a negative one? Well, that's up to you. Like, what is the intention behind it? That's where you get the specificity. Some people want because you're going to get results,
1: right? And it's (laughs) kind of like. um change people like i i changed this yeah. person not necessarily for the better they changed yeah. right <laughs> and you know and results i suppose could be negative too so yeah I like that
0: yeah i mean and here's an example too like if you're uh, working with a if you're working with someone and you ask them to execute on something you give them a task or an assignment or you're working with a, someone in a cl- a crossfit class and you're like hey just show up twice a week and you check in with them a month later and you ask them, Hey, how many times did you show up? And they say zero. Okay. Zero is your result. Mm-hmm. Let's start at once a week. Maybe we should, maybe we aim too high.
1: Yeah. And people, I think <laughs> all the time, like, I want this change in my life. Cool. What'd you do? Nothing. All right. Good. <laughs> yeah. <All> right <laughs> you, you didn't, you got the result you deserved.
0: It, yeah. It's a, it's a starting point, you know? You mentioned uh, you mentioned your workouts are mostly like home alone in your basement. What Exclusively. You, what kind of music you listen to?
1: Mellow. <laughs> mellow stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I've been on two kicks. Rec- I got, well, I'll give you three things. Two kicks <laughs> and one song. Uh, the two kicks, I've really been into the Rolling Stones lately. Mm. A few songs in particular. Um, I love Sympathy for the Devil for some reason. And uh, 90s Rock. So I usually just kind of flip around with those. But then when I really want to get going, uh, I play this song by Imagine Dragons called Thunder. Mm. I don't know why I just, you know, there's a, that right now. Right. But there's other like songs and, and genres that I love. Just the yeah. last couple, I kind of go in phases. Like that's your like walkout song. Oh yeah. I just, I really, the message in it, the beat in it. Um, I, I like that. And then, yeah, but it's never anything as you can tell, like too heavy. I'm not like <laughs> like, uh, like death metal. Like the heaviest I'll yeah. get is like if Enter Sandman comes so, on. I know never. I, hey, nothing gets Metallica. I would yeah. never purposely play Metallica, but it's like, um, yeah. I like I like mellow music today. I had some Four Non Blondes and nice. back, You know those, yeah.
0: <laughs> but your workouts are all solo, and you're not working out in a gym.
1: No, we're just, I hate saying busy. Cause it's like, I you got know, you. Not yeah. the right word, but like my, from nine to four every day, I'm on calls.
0: You're focused, and man. And you got focused, a lot of, I lot like of, that. Thank you. A lot on your plate for sure. Yeah. And
1: just nine to four calls. And after four, I try to be available uh, to spend time with my daughter. So I got to get up, you know, like contribute. I'd like to say in the morning, but really my <laughs> wife gets her out the door. Um, and then, you know, I usually have, 45 on a good day, an hour, uh, yeah. but then I want to, you know, eat something, shower, It cetera, before my first call. So I've, th- I've been doing Wendler. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with Wendler?
0: 531. Yeah.
1: 531. So I do squats typically Monday, bench Tuesday, press on Saturday. I'm sticking off deadlifts for a little while just to see what happens. And, um, I've got a little benchmark that I've been working on for the year. So Thursdays I do a variation of like clean and jerks, whether on the minute, every two minutes. And I modulate the weight. My goal is to be able to do 225 for 20 minutes every 30 seconds. So there's a workout program by Jason Kalipa called Calendar. Yeah, I yeah, yeah.
0: was I was just thinking of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so my buddy, you know David Asorio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. so he and I kind of put it on each other's calendar <laughs> for the year. So I, every Thursday I'll go like, a heavier version every two minutes, a lighter version mm. every like. With and I'm like, if I can hit, if I do that, I'm f- maybe not fitter, but certainly stronger than I was at the beginning of the year. Mm. But yeah, my I did my back squats this morning, and my lower body's throbbing right now. Feeling it. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Um, I add five sets of ten at the end. And it's just, in
0: addition uh, to the five, three, one.
1: Yeah. So I go to, for that max rep set Ooh, and then then, five sets of 10. Yeah. So he's got like versions of the program. He calls it big beyond belief. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm just slowly gradually going up on that as well. Some, yeah. Mondays I do it on Mondays. First thing in the morning, mentally, I'm like the hardest thing you're going to do this week, you're going to do first thing.
0: That's your squat day.
1: That's my squat day. day. And uh, it gets me like, I'm like, cool. Like, literally if i did nothing else physical this week i'd be like i had a good week i of course will do other things but it's really for me i love getting that hardest thing done like monday morning even if i have a break in the day where i'm like i could do it then nope you do it before that first call mm-hmm. and it's been it's been really uh, exciting to do that
0: i've i posted in my my coaching program we have like a telegram group and i posted this morning a uh, little like mindset monday thing and i just wrote like yes or no or no true or false monday is the best day ever and everyone's responding true 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 and i'm like nah trick question guys every day is the best day ever
1: (laughs) i knew you were going somewhere because i was gonna say true i i genuinely look forward to mondays Um, i agree yeah i mean partly because you have a you have a son right i do yeah yeah, and sometimes after the weekend, I'm like, I just want to be back on <laughs> talking to adults, right? And we kick off our Mondays 9 a.m. <laughs> up Mountain Time, you're Eastern, right? But we kick off 9 yeah. a.m. my time. It's my first call of the week, and it's our motivation call, and it just, I truly love it, like seeing all of our clients. You know, before that, I've squatted heavy, and I'm like, oh, this is, mm. like, this is this is amazing that I get to do this every day. So yeah, yes. and, and, and our our employee number one, Katie was basically the glue every monday call we kick off and i i I kick it off i'm like good morning i'm like katie and she goes it's monday best day of the week um so yeah we all we all (laughs) live by that mantra you're right every day
0: every day yeah i was just being silly and and there's some truth to that like i don't like using the word weekends why why do they have to be weak why does it have to end? I mean, yeah. let's keep it, let's keep things strong. I do hear you though. Like sometimes like my Sundays, uh, my wife is home and I'm with my son all day and I love it. And also I love what I do. I love the work. I, Bitch.
1: I said, I, I look forward <laughs> to that Monday call. I know that's like weird, but I do <laughs> you No, know. Are
0: you still training jujitsu?
1: Yeah. And then, you know, I try I, my goal is three days a week hmm. once in a great while I'll get a fourth day and if somebody will just meet up like I can't make class but I train Sundays Wednesdays and Fridays yeah that's yeah, my, of- my other ear is all swollen right now oh you got yeah, some this is my bad, ear. I said bad <laughs> ear it's really my good ear but this one oh yeah I heard to sleep on last night it's it's puffy
0: do you get it trained where are you waiting uh, to see I what happens? I drain
1: this a little bit. It's barely... Yeah. Um, no, in my experience, you just let it harden up. You <laughs> drain it. it draining it makes it worse sometimes. It'll keep filling up. For, uh, yeah. for those of you not watching, we're talking about cauliflower <laughs> Cauliflower ear, ear yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, this is the first time this year has ever gone. Because I usually... It's funny. I know exactly why it's happened. This is like my takedown leg or, mm-hmm. or side. And I've really been training my weak side on everything. And I'm like, oh, now. So that's,
0: happens? it's not as calloused or beat up enough. So it's going to keep. Yeah, because I'm always
1: passing in this direction and I'm always shooting in this direction. And now that I've really been working the other side, it finally, it finally, you know, after <laughs> all these years, but. You, you know just what?
0: wanted it to match, right? You wanted to get it.
1: Well, well now if you look at me straight on, this ear is pinned and this one's sticking out. I see
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. Not, <laughs> you
1: know. Luckily, I'm married. Okay.
0: <laughs> i saw this um i did i went to a a seminar on saturday like a jujitsu seminar
1: oh cool
0: it was with this guy um adcc like gold medalist, really well known for like leg locks and
1: uh who's this gordon ryan no <laughs>
0: um rob something i forget his last name i can send you his instagram yeah but uh but I'm sitting there and I'm just, I ta- I was talking to him in the middle during the drilling and oh my God, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he must have been training for a long time and just doesn't like his ears very much because he doesn't really have ears anymore. They're just like blobs that sit there.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And I, I, I'm really blunt. I, I just asked him like, can you hear clearly? <laughs> How can you hear me? Well, is this like, is that impeding on your, your hearing at all? He's like, no, it's it, it it's fine. Like, it doesn't really affect me. It just, you know, doesn't get me many dates. That's about it.
1: Yeah, and I think the opposite actually. This year holds um, an earbud much better. <laughs> really? Than my uh, good, yeah, because it's like tighter on it. Like this one, if I'm doing anything, it'll it'll pop out. Where this one, it's just snug. Mm. So, yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's Apple should sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: you let them know that. Yeah. Because you have cauliflower ear on one side.
1: Yeah. Can you can you need to make a, a, a special earbud for for those of us with cauliflower ear?
0: That's true. That's a that's definitely missing something, something to fill that gap in the market.
1: <laughs> <laughs> very unique, very niche
0: earbud. Have you um always gravitated toward entrepreneurship?
1: Yeah, I have.
0: What was your first like dive into it if if you could remember
1: way back? I mean, I think if I'm tr- being really true, it was the newspaper route when I was like 12. Yeah. I didn't think it's so funny when I think about it cuz if throughout high school and even college it wasn't like oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur, it was always like okay, I'm doing this thing to get a job. Right? like i'm gonna to go to college get a job but you graduate college with a psych degree and you're like oh i can't get a job so i gotta figure <laughs> something out you know and i and i even went on and got a master's in in psychology with the goal of like okay i'll i'll be a teacher a social worker type of thing you know maybe have a practice if i get a phd so i i always had the intention of getting a real job but i always loved fitness I mean, outside of the paper route and being, I was a busboy and and a waiter in high school as well. But once I started working at gyms, you know, I was a little older, like 17, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. And never really knew how to turn that into financial success, you know, especially in the 90s. It was like, yeah, you make $15 an hour, you can't ever own a gym because there are these There's really only, there wasn't boutique gyms like there are today. It was, you know, massive golds and world's gyms and, Mm -hmm. you know, expensive gyms to start. Franchise? Yeah, franchise. Yeah. And I always, but I always knew I was like, I don't really like having a boss, Mm. you know, and I, and I, and I want to keep doing this thing. So, you know, even like I worked at golds and I kind of ran the gym floor, but, I was a personal trainer, so I'm a firm believer. You can be an entrepreneur and work for someone else. Yeah. You know, to me, the definition of entrepreneur is simply, you know, you're taking responsibility for your life. You know, and you can do that as a teacher. You can do that working a nine to five. Maybe you have something on the side or maybe, you know, you commission based. But I was like, all right, I don't have to be here any times, but the more time I choose to be here, the more money I make. You know, and then eventually you get to the point where I was, you know, 2006, where I'm like, I'm here too much. I'm tired all the time. You know, my clients are driving me nuts. I don't want to do this anymore. And that's when I was like one application away from being a teacher for the rest of my life. Hmm. Uh, But that's also when I found CrossFit.
0: You found CrossFit. It found you, right?
1: It truthfully did. (laughs) How did it find you? jiu Jitsu yeah My buddy Chad R I love this dude to this day I will reach out to him periodically just to thank him I vividly remember it was a Saturday we're wrapping up training he pulls out muscle and fitness Chuck Liddell and mm-hmm. he's like you heard of this CrossFit thing you know like I' I like kind of like heard about it but didn't really ever think about it yeah. and, but that was the day where I was like well no what is that and he showed me the article I don't know if you remember back in the day but there's a place called the pit, John Hackleman, um, still involved in MMA, still big into CrossFit, but that's how he was training Chuck Liddell. And I was like, I'm going to go check this thing out. And like most people back then, com found a workout doing this thing tomorrow, literally never looked back. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, that was where I was like, I was still a trainer, but I was, that was like the first idea of like, oh, I can own a gym. And that was it. You know a few months later, Albany CrossFit was up and running.
0: You were you were renting like a room, right? To a to build out court. your gym, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, I um you know, so I was were you ever at Albany CrossFit?
0: I actually went when did I it was like twenty seventeen or something, twenty sixteen went to, uh, drop in while I was at
1: regionals. Yeah. So I started with the racquetball court, but yeah. point being, there was an upstairs area that we called mm. the Nautilus area. Cause it was like Nautilus equipment mm. and I had all my clients and they were doing CrossFit up there. Like that was it. Like if I was training you, we were now doing CrossFit. It was yeah. like, you you can't help it. Like, you're like, this is better. <laughs> right. So I'm like, I can't sit you on this leg extension machine and feel good about myself when I know this thing works better. Right. So, you know, started implementing it and I had a client named Barry and I was like, Barry, he was a real estate guy. And I was like, it was in between, you know, it was funny cause I was training these people for an hour. So they would all do like seven CrossFit workouts in an hour. Right. Cause it's like, I gotta figure out a, you know, really what I should have been like billing them for as results rather than an hour. But, you know, it's was like, okay. And in between, they would do like, Cindy, let's rest. Let's go do Fran. Let's go do this. Mm-hmm. So in between one of the workouts, I was like, Barry, can you help me find a place I want to <laughs> open? I want to, you know, really do this CrossFit thing and open a spot. And he was like, no. And I was like, what, you, what? No. like, this is your job. <laughs> and he was like, you know, he's like, look around. He's like, no one's on those racquetball courts. He was like, go ask Shy, the owner of the building, if you can just rent one of those courts, I was like, that's a freaking great idea, Barry. And I did. And, uh, yeah, probably a month later we were open, you know, cause at the time there was no rogue. Yeah. It was like, literally like, I gotta go, you know, I was buying like Craigslist and, you know, Dick sporting good and, um, play it again type thing. Right. Like, so I was just piecing together this stuff, you know, Bill Henniger's Told the story and I have as well that I was literally his first ever client on Rogue. Wow. He came up to me one year at the games <laughs> a few years ago. He's like, Were you body by Jay? That was like my business name before <laughs> CrossFit. He was like, Were you body by Jay? And I was like, Yeah. He was like, You were the first per all they sold were rings. Yeah. And I, he was like, You were the first one. And to this day, Bill and Katie Henniger, every single year after the games, they send me 25-pound plates.
0: As a, as a gift. Yeah. Just they like started competition doing plates. You
1: mean? Yep. Yeah. I have a stack of them in the gym over there that I don't really nice. They're just stacking up. I've probably got like 10 or more right now, you know? Um, and I remember saying that to Katie recently, last year or two, I was like, I can't believe you guys still think about me every year. Mm-hmm. She's like, once we stop doing that, who are we? Mm. You know? And I was like, that's, that's why you're successful.
0: You know that speaks. I was talking to one of my um, one of my clients yesterday about retention. He owns a CrossFit gym and um, as well, and 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 a jujitsu school. And he's like, his mind's everywhere. But he's talking. We're talking about retention and strategies for retention. And 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 I hesitate to use the word strategies because when I think about retention, I think about appreciation and I think about relationships. And results. Like those three things come to mind. But that one and that appreciation piece is really important because what you appreciate tends to grow. What we give tend we tend to receive. And simple gestures like what you just described, like Bill and Katie giving you this seemingly insignificant gift as a just a genuine show of like love and appreciation, because you were number one. You were like their first customer and how cool is that and i you know anyone listening who has a business even if if it's a crossfit gym or any type of business like think back to your first customer (laughs) like i could think back to my the first person who actually joined my first crossfit gym back in 2013 i i still to this day like we're not in business anymore but I still, to this day, just send him voice messages and say, hi, and say, thank you. Like, I appreciate this guy because that actually gave me confidence that I could do this thing. I was like, this is the first time someone's handing me money in exchange for this thing.
1: I think that's <laughs> also why so many affiliate owners get trapped in <laughs> now, grandfathering in people. <clears throat> right. And I think everything you said is true. Bill doesn't offer me a discount on rogue. Yeah. Right. So it's right. You know, take care of those people, but taking care of them also means taking care of yourself. Um, yeah. and, you know, and to this day, I mean, we coach affiliates all over the world. We never recommend another, uh, equipment company.
0: Yeah.
1: Right now if somebody comes to us and they want to use one, we'll support you, but we often remind them this is the best product with the best customer service, right? And, you know, I think that's really what it's all about. I think, and, you know, to my point, affiliate owners need to recognize that. Like you can still really value those people, but also run a successful business.
0: Mm -hmm. I like to think, and maybe you agree on this, you, you said it a little bit yourself, like you gotta take care of yourself too but i do like to think that in order to be of service in order to give people what they really need there has to be a level of exchange that's like worth it and the refer like the what's coming to mind is like i remember my first gym we ran this promotion and it was 135 bucks a month for unlimited crossfit classes which in new york city is like
1: dirt cheap
0: And we had a prime location, like directly in front of the subway station, people walk out and they saw us. That's why we picked it. Rent was ridiculous. And we, I had to close the business because I didn't have to, I chose to, because like we couldn't afford it, but I thought I had to keep it at that price point. And I didn't, I had no idea at the time, I didn't learn this yet, that you, you charge what the value like what's the value of the service charge that um or even charge like make sure it's valuable but charge like what's appropriate and this is the reason why I think it is now in order for people to truly commit to something it's got to be they have to have enough skin in the game you know like other business models thrive on that on the fact that people aren't committed and they'll just keep paying but CrossFit, like you pay 200, 250 bucks a month, your attention is gonna naturally shift because you're gonna make choices, other choices that don't that aren't like going to the gym. Like you're cutting back on other things so that you can go to the gym. Your lifestyle is gonna shift.
1: Uh, absolutely. You know, and I think yeah. something I I remind affiliate, don't you like that was a perfect example. Cool, let's keep it at 135. But when you close. How many people are you helping? Yeah. No right. Like, and not only are you not helping them, they're going to go somewhere else where they're willing to pay more. Yeah, And I've experienced this with clients where it's like, if you close, those members would say, why didn't you just charge us more?
0: Mm-hmm. We would
1: have given you anything to stay open, you know, within reason. Um, but yeah, like you have to remember that. And ultimately... As the owner, you have to take care of like you have to fill your cup, and whether that's training yourself. But you know, if you're stressed about putting food on the table and, and paying your rent or your mortgage, you're going to be of less value to your members. Mm-hmm. And like you said, man, it's true. Like you, you want them to have a skin in the game as well, right? Like, wh- like you said, if someone's paying one fifty, one eighty, two hundred dollars, they're more likely to show up tomorrow yeah and, and 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 they're you know more likely to give a little bit more effort because like i'm in this thing too mm-hmm. you know I, I understand why people fall in that trap of a founder's rate or, or grandfathering in but i think you can you can do that and say like hey this is your founder's rate and we're going to honor it for a year but you know or there's a different value like your rate stays the same but every year you get a founder's t-shirt or mm-hmm. every year i'm going to give you a goal setting session with me like there's ways to still acknowledge those founders that yeah they help pave the way for you it's important to give back to them but it doesn't have to come at the detriment or a sacrifice to you or your business I've been you know the the, the analogy you use is like we all frequent some sort of coffee shop or restaurant yeah. or something I've never been to a Starbucks I'd be like you've been doing this thing for 10 years <laughs> still only 99 cents for you it's like, no, it's five bucks for you, just like it is for everybody else.
0: Yeah, the prices are going up.
1: Yeah, and they don't send me an email telling me that the <laughs> prices
0: are going up, right?
1: So <laughs> I, I think, you know, it's it's a different business model, obviously. But yeah, you know just I think for affiliate owners, it's important to remember, like if you close the doors, those same members who you're grandfathering in would have given any amount of money to keep the doors open.
0: Yeah. And as you get into like, you know, higher ticket coaching too, even what what you're doing with best hour of their day, like you're not, affiliates that are joining your program are not paying a couple hundred bucks a month.
1: No, they're paying more. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And because of that, they're invested more. They work harder. Exactly.
0: And and I want to
1: work harder for them. Right. Because that's the trap, too, as an affiliate owner. When you've got someone, your new member is paying you 200 it's really challenging to not look at people with a dollar sign over their head. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, oh, well, this guy's paying me more than this guy. I'm going to give them more attention or preferential treatment or whatever that looks like. And what's better than just like, hey, you're all equal to me, you're all paying the same amount, and I want to give you guys all the same value. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, and with our clients, we're on top of it. Like they get personal emails every week from us, keeping them accountable and moving them forward because it's, it's worth it to us. We want them. We want them to not only be successful, but we want every single person that works with us to be like, I want to tell someone else about you.
0: Mm, There's a, there's a key lesson, like deliver so much value and, and, like over deliver on values so that's like people want to refer.
1: Yeah. I mean, no different than Mark, right. He reached like, I got such value out of the lifted course. I was like, yeah, I'll tell somebody. Someone. Yeah. I'll make a video (laughs) for you, whatever. Yeah.
0: Do you think that, um, did, did you have these, this mindset when you started out? Did you learn it? How did you learn it?
1: No, I definitely didn't have this. (laughs) But I I was, you know, making every mistake you can possibly make as an entrepreneur. Um, No, I think for one, it's inevitable if you stay in it, like you make, you learn from your lessons. I'm, I grandfathered everyone in. Yeah. I remember when I was like, man, this is going to ruin my business. I need to change these rates. Like I vividly remember it was, it was my staff coming to me. They're like, we need to make more money. You need to go increase these people's rates. like yeah, that makes total sense. Like <laughs> when fifty of our members are paying a fraction of what everyone else is paying and I can't give you guys a raise, you know, that's why, you know, that was my first lesson there. Um I've been so lucky just surrounding myself with people smarter than me, Fern being one, Marcus being another, where it's like you can't help but get better being around better people than you.
0: Hmm. What do you think? in in all your time um in in business sort of going after this this dream of being in control of what happens for you and like taking charge of your own life what do you think have been like the biggest lessons um that have helped you get to where you are today if they were like you know a top three what would those be
1: oh that's good i mean I think the first lesson is just like, no one's going to do it for you and no one's, you know, you're responsible for your own life, you know? And I think it was around the time I opened CrossFit, I had a mentor named Sasha, still do, you know? And he, you know, he was the one where I got that definition of entrepreneurship. He's like, you know, you don't have to have your own business. You just have to be willing to take control and ownership over your own life. And I loved it. Like when I opened CrossFit, I never like, I've never had a job since then where I'm like, I'm, I'm in charge. Like hmm. I can make more money. I can make less money because of me. And typically you find the harder you're willing to work, the more money you will make. So I, I love, you know, and not only, and I, I think for a long time it's harder and then it becomes smarter, mm-hmm. And you know, surrounding yourself and putting the right people in place. So that was definitely one of the things that, you know, catapulted me in one of the the lessons I learned about it Um, you know outside of that I was funny I was I was texting with a buddy uh this morning and you know telling like he was like he actually said can you train jujitsu with me Wednesday and I was like I got a level one Wednesday and I'm traveling and Mm -hmm. he's like you're super busy and I said to him you know I don't know many successful people that are also lazy you know and that was you know Mm -hmm. I think that's really it it's like you got to be willing to put in the work and, and also willing to set parameters on that work. In the past, I was really bad about it where it's like seven days a week, you know, blinders on, girlfriend, go do your thing, you know, which ultimately ends that relationship. Um, You know, so I think, you know, if I were to give you that third thing, it's like find, find balance also. Mm-hmm. Like, I am much better on Mondays in part because I really try to disconnect from the computer on the weekends. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a perfect, like everyone's got a phone on them. Like I see the emails or Slack messages, but I do my best to never come down here, which is like my workstation, my basement and and sit there and grind. Mm. Right. Like I'll get back to a couple of emails here and there if I, if I have the time, but creating, you know, that balance, like we, we talked about Mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and then ultimately that mindset, I don't know why I do know why actually, but my, you know, we talk about it in then lifted, but one of the things I've been saying internally and externally is winners win, mm-hmm. you know, and that's like my mindset. I, and, and when I say, <laughs> I know where I got it from is I was watching the NCAAs, uh, division one wrestling this year, this year. And one of the guys named Yanni Was a four-time division one champion which is like super impressive five people ever have done it and he was you know losing a match and you know he gets interviewed after and he's like winners find a way to win and i've been i say that Mm. throughout my day every day it's not just about fitness when my baby's crying because her teeth are coming in at two and i have to get up like winners win because how you do one thing is how you know how you do anything you're not you're not going to be a winner at business And a loser elsewhere, Mm -hmm. you know, so that mindset, and I've shared it with a lot of our clients too, of just like, if you want to be a winner, winners win, figure it out, you know? And, uh, that's really been a big shift in my mindset
0: Mm, in all areas too. I love that
1: all areas before that set of squats today, I was, I was selling myself out. Five's good. Yeah. Five's going to be five's really good, Mm -hmm. you know, but winners get 12 right (laughs) and uh, and that's what i you know um and and like i said everything i try to do with that mindset and if you do that like i don't care what's going on in your life Mm -hmm. well you'll always have setbacks it's how you deal with those setbacks and you know and marcus and fern and i talk about it all the time like you know be that person you want to be you know you have to be that person and You know, winners win is that mindset that I want because I know where I want to go, and uh, no, it's it's not always easy, but it's it's uh, it's it it works.
0: It, It it works, yeah. It's it's hard. That's something you could definitely say. Like it's it's hard because it feel it may feel unnatural at first and like awkward or uncomfortable to think that way or to push through certain things or to like approach a situation where you would normally be lax
1: and relaxed. But then, you know, it becomes, all right, I'm lax now. Where else can I be lax, right? And I'm not suggesting I'm the most rigid. I had, (laughs) you know, chocolate last night, right? I'm not like, (laughs) you know, suggesting you're like rigid and, you know, Jocko-esque and I'm not waking up at 4.30 in the morning. Um, You know, but I think when like, if you just approach everything you do today with that attitude of, You know, winners win is what I say, but it's like, I'm going to give it my best or I'm going to, you know, whatever you want to say.
0: You can ask yourself, like, is this the person I want to be? Yeah. And sometimes, like, I had cookies this morning after breakfast. I'm cool with that.
1: (laughs) Oh, and I, you know, and I, you know, I think it's very easy to get wrapped up in like, well, The Rock is training at two in the morning. Cool. (laughs) Like, does The Rock have the balance that I want? I don't know. Yeah. Like, like how much time is he spending with his kids, right? And oh, like I'm on the couch every night, mm-hmm. scrolling on YouTube, like watching some nonsense because it like it chills me out. And I think yeah, you can take that to the extreme, right? But I have yeah. my like cool. Here's your 30 minutes. Get upstairs, go read in bed, mm-hmm. right? Don't keep watching or scroll. Like so, I think you know, it's it's we're in a day and age where it's like easy to be like I have to be so crazy, like no find that balance but if you're going to do something important you know have that mindset of like I'm going to give it my all from from a set of back squats to hopping on a podcast with your mm-hmm. buddy like be be there be present and you know and winners win
0: for sure man is that I imagine that's the mindset you're going into as you as you're expecting another kid you're expecting yeah. another child what a what do you Going from one to two, I've heard is like the hardest. What do you, uh, what do you think <laughs> about know, that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I've heard the same. Um, yeah. No, I'm just trying to raise, you know, decent humans. Decent, and, uh, humans. Okay. decent, tough too. Like I'm really tough on my. She's two. I don't mean tough. Like, you know, yeah. am you know? But I'm like roughhousing, throwing her around. No and,
0: winners win.
1: Jason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like when she she. I was watching her yesterday we were wrestling and she fell over and probably concussed <laughs> herself and i was like all right you're good come on yeah. and like it's amazing how tough she is you have yeah. to like really hurt her to get like her to like acknowledge pain and um yeah just like everything like the you know more so like yesterday for like three hours we were outside and it's like my phone's not there. Mm. Like I think your kids pick up on that stuff, even at two, um, yeah. you know, and you're going to have a kid at 12 and 13 with the phone and you can't be a hypocrite. Who's like, no phone. It's like, but you've been doing that since I was born. Right. So just, you know, being present and all yeah. that stuff. And yeah, with the second one, it's going to be hard. And you get just that attitude of like, I think it's okay. It's okay. If it's hard.
0: Yeah. Cool. Do it embrace
1: hard. <laughs> it. Yeah. I'll embrace that
0: when, uh, when I was expecting my, my son, man, I remember so many people saying how hard it was going to be. And you know, how it, you know, how it goes, like all the dads that, you know, start giving you advice and, you know, you could take from that what you want, right. Uh, And leave the rest. But I remember thinking that, and whenever people, and whenever people would say like, yeah, your life's going to totally change. Everything's going to be different. I was like, okay that's a projection (laughs) and if i allow it to sure and i have this vision of like how i want life to be and a big part of like we made a decision to only have one kid because we want a certain lifestyle and we made we're cool with that and you know anything can happen but we made this decision really early on in the in like my wife's pregnancy like hey we're gonna do our best to to keep to demonstrate that life can be however you want it to be like you don't have to fall into patterns you can decide right now like what happens and change your mind at any time like you have so many choices and that if and if my son like learns anything like i want it to be that that one thing like you have a choice here in what happens next and you can you know, it sounds cliche, but you can do whatever you want to do. And I love what you said before about how, about what entrepreneurship is like that definition and how it's your ability and your responsibility for yourself. And that's, and I see that as a choice. And that's like the one thing that I want to teach. If there's, if there's anything that I'm curious to know, if there's like one thing you would want your kids to grow up knowing or even just remember from you from from their childhood what would that be
1: oh that's good
0: and we'll end with that uh, i know it's coming at the end of this hour
1: i think the you know changes and the second one's going to throw you know a wrench in it um, <laughs> but most importantly is probably like oh my dad loved me and Hmm. allowed me to do whatever I want in this world. That's really the, what I'm trying to do. Like same as you, Matt, we yeah. considering, you know, schooling options and things like that. Cause I'm like, I want you to have to realize that. Cause I think, like I said earlier, for me, it was like, Oh, you go to high school, you go to college, you get a job. Yeah. And I do think it's somewhat generational. Like I think we're all learning like, you know, this term of influencer and all these things wasn't out there. When I, I'm 44, you know, when I was a kid. So, you know, I want, you know, do, do what you love. Hmm. Do it so well that people are willing to pay you for it.
0: You got the sign behind your head that says do what do shit you love, right?
1: That's it. Like The, the sign is there for a reason because A, it's truly what I've been lucky enough to do. And for my clients, when I take my phone calls for them to see that, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times... With our clients, we are navigating that. Cool. Is this really what you want to be doing or is a distraction from what you want? You know, to tie it into CrossFit, it's like, we're doing yoga, we're doing CrossFit. Hey, Mm -hmm. yoga's great at a yoga studio, but let's focus on CrossFit at your CrossFit affiliate, right? So it's easy to get, it's so easy to get distracted (laughs) right now, you know? So focus on what you love and the money will naturally be
0: there. Mm. Great, great lesson to end this with. Thanks, Jason. Best hour of their day.com, right? Instagram, Jason Ackerman on Instagram. Easy to find, right?
1: Yeah, you Google, you Google, <laughs> you'll figure you'll figure it out. You'll figure
0: it out. I'll leave cryptic messages for people and they can try to figure out how to recruit
1: you if they want to. I, I like that idea.
0: <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. And we uh, will talk to you soon.
1: Thanks, Matt.